0: This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olscher. Alrighty, welcome to
1: another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Seaboster hanging out with the lovely Mary Goulet. Hello, Mary Goulet. Hello. I'm surprised you still recognize me. It's good to have you back. I know. I I've missed you. A couple of
2: trips in there.
1: Like, I don't even know how long. I was trying to think about it before this uh, before we came on here. And it's been like, is this like is this four weeks? Is this like no. were you gone for three weeks? Hmm, maybe. Maybe. Oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. Wade's holding it down in the studio. What's up, my friend? Kelly's got it under control back at headquarters and here on Reinvention Radio. We scour the planet to find you the most awesome people who have reinvented their lives and are doing super cool things as a result and uh, really dismantling the status quo in, in their own unique ways. And uh, today we are super excited to be joined in, uh, joined by... A gentleman who now who I've known for a number of years, and uh, and he finally said, "So, uh, isn't it about time you put me on the show, there, Steve?" And uh, and I said, "Yeah, you're right. It is probably about time that we put you on the show, man. See, if you ask, you receive. It's uh, it's pretty cool how it works that way, isn't there? It's like kismet, right? Isn't that kismet?" Dove, are we are we good there?
3: Yes. It's actually it's actually about time that I accepted you. It's a few, a couple of years at least that, that you invited me. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, Oh, you know, we just, we were talking a few weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, I guess it's time to be accepted. So. Yeah. Well then there you go. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's both, it both, it both were, I probably asked you two years ago and, and then, uh, and again now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. And just so, so folks are, are super clear here or, or I guess more for, for my sake really than anyone else's. So I have, uh, I have a friend named, 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 Dove uh, well D O V. So we're on with Dove Gordon today, his, his Dove Baron, if you know Dove Baron, and uh, great guy. He was actually an icon of influence, uh, one of the podcasters mm-hmm. we bring into the New Media Summit. And like for the life of me, I cannot pronounce his name the right way. I am sure I'm going to butcher yours. So how do you actually say
3: it? I, I Dove, but it
1: like, is Dove. It yeah, so cool. like yeah, that Dove, and he goes yeah. by Dove. Like, Dove. And I'm like, dude, I, get, like, I literally can't say Well, that. he
2: has an accent, so it makes it more difficult. Yeah. and He does something to the O.
1: And I'm part of the tribe, too, so he gave me a lot of, you know, a lot of crap on that because he says, well, you're part of the tribe. You should be able to pronounce it. But just Dove, yeah?
3: Easy enough. Dove, yeah. Like he Dove into the pool, but I don't have an E on it.
1: Sweet. So Dove Gordon's because, hanging out
3: with us. Because, because his Dove and Dove, D-O-V-E, the bird, is, is also uh, with an E, so... Yeah, Just man.
1: So we are, uh, so for full disclosure here, so Dove runs a, a, a mastermind, an online mastermind called the Joint Venture Mastermind uh, that has some, some really awesome people in it. Somehow I ended up in it. I don't even know how I ended up in it, but I've been in that group now for uh, for a few years, and you've been, you've been holding down the fort on that. So when, when did the uh, Joint Venture Mastermind actually start?
3: He started it um whew, i don't know 8 9 years ago okay and how many exactly. how
1: many members are in it now and there's no it's like it's he does it just out of the goodness of his heart like there's no cost it's invitation only i mean it's just a, a really great group of folks uh and how many are in it officially at this point there's got to be a couple hundred no
3: it's it's about 200 yeah, yeah. it's about 200 right. Yeah. And just
1: like in anything else, uh, you know, retention is always uh, an issue and getting people to actively play and participate um, is, is always an issue. But there's there's some folks in there who definitely have some household names that uh, you would recognize and you never see them. They never participate. They never show up. Uh, and then you have folks that you've never heard of before and they participate actively. And they're the most brilliant people you you've like likely never heard of. So I've been able to connect with just some some really great people through uh, through the group, man. So I really do appreciate uh, the opportunity to to be there. So for those who don't know uh, your story and what you're up to in the world, first and foremost, you're
3: you're you're in Israel. Yes, I am. Yeah, grew up in New York, uh, Brooklyn, New York, but I I came to study for six months and I'm still here. Wow. What so? What city are you in in Israel? A city called Beit Shemesh, about halfway between Jerusalem
2: and Tel Aviv. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, I, I have never been. Have you ever been, Mary? It's no. like, yeah, it's, I, that's that's a place I got to get to. I mean,
2: definitely. Bucket it, list.
1: It, it's, it, what is it, 6,000 years old, that city, right? Uh, Jerusalem, that is. I'm thinking specifically, obviously, Israeli, Israeli state, there's a whole other conversation. But like the city of Jerusalem itself is like, what, 6,000 years old or something? It's um, uh, three and a, and
3: a half. I, think, I don't remember exactly,
1: three and a half. Uh, Oh, it's a baby then. So yeah, just yeah. Not, yeah. So just just a newcomer it's in the Can't happen things. for. Yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, uh, so you ended up there, living there. What what actually are you doing then? Because obviously you can do your business well from anywhere. Because we've connected, and so you you, are, you have an online business coaching consultant. I just want to make sure, make sure people understand exactly what
3: it is that you're doing. Yeah, my um, my focus is helping uh, good consultants get great clients consistently. Great mm-hmm. consultants too. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. this. Go ahead. My, what I you know, I've come to understand there there are two paths to uh, to doing really well as a consultant, to thriving as a consultant, as an expert, as a professional service firm owner. Uh, there's the path of the charismatic guru and the path of mastery, and uh, they're both totally legitimate. They can both work really well. Um, nothing wrong with either of them. The problem is that there are probably not, you know the charismatic guru people who are teaching how to get clients. They're so much more visible. And, and they're basically saying, hey, just do what I'm doing, and you too can have you know, uh, th- this car and, and these homes and, and work on the beach for an hour a week. Um, the problem is that 90%, I'd estimate, don't belong on that path. Hmm. But that's the model that's so visible. And, and I struggle with this. You know, I'm, not, um, I'm not looking to be a celebrity. Uh, you know me. I'm kind of quiet. I am you know, undersell myself probably in a way quite guilty of. But there are a lot of people like me. You know, and and I struggled for the first seven, eight years or so really hard. Like, you know, I knew I had a lot to offer. Um, I had some valuable skills. I was having just enough success to stay in the game. And eventually over time, I came to understand um, that there's another path. There's the path of mastery. And, you know, I I slowly figured that out and learned a lot about that. And eventually in about 2010, I switched to focus on helping other people like me who are really good at what they do. Um, and it's just been—they're not natural marketers or salespeople, and I help them understand that. Look, there's another path. You don't have to be this outgoing, you know, guru-type personality if that's not who you are and you're not comfortable with that. Uh, and and that's what I do. You know, we have work with uh, mostly small small groups of people uh, at a time, and a lot of hands-on. You know, like like really working with them to help un- master the thinking and the skills and the systems so that they can have a consistent flow of ideal clients. So a lot of people are just not looking for the multi-seven figures and scaling. You know, that's not what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. But they want us to be doing great work with great clients and making great income. And uh, that's primarily my market. It's primarily the people that we help. Yeah. Hmm. So before
1: this line of work because i know you've been doing some other things just get just i want folks to have a little bit of an understanding of kind of where you came from in order to achieve the mastery that you that you've been able to achieve and help those folks
3: school of hard knocks uh self-taught um you know i, I came here to study i have no real college no, no real university really so self-taught got married at age 21 realized i'm gonna have to do something to support this family mm. um don't you have like and, 13
1: kids how many kids do you have now no, Six. Yeah, six, six.
3: Might as well be thirteen. Close to thirteen, right?
1: After three or four, I think you just kind of lose count. You're like, I don't know. Yeah. There's a kid running around there somewhere, and you know, and you know all of their names.
3: Yes, I do. You yeah. do. All right, good. I, it doesn't mean I, I always get it right, but, <laughs> but it's all
2: the names. You six. go through three names yeah. to get to the one kid.
3: <laughs> that has happened more often than you. Yes, assume,
1: I. I, think. I. I like this. Is I consistently. When I'm mad about something, I will I will like just come up with a name. Like half the time, I call my kids like one of the names of the dogs. Like I mean, that's like <laughs> you know, Pema. What do you? And I'm like, no, wait, that's actually Xavier. Or sometimes I call Xavier or Isaiah or vice versa. I'm sure you do that with absolutely you know Sterling and portia So it's like you, you can just pretty much throw out a random name in that house and and it'll land on somebody, but they may not necessarily be the guilty party, huh?
3: that's definitely true
1: yes (laughs) oh man so 21 and obviously you didn't have all the you didn't have sextuplets i assume correct
3: uh no no okay good thank god uh, can you imagine six at a time no oh my god i i can't even imagine two at a time right you know other people can't imagine six overall so you know everybody's got their thing yeah man
2: Well, i do want to ask you know since we're talking about family did you have your family in israel or you moved them you did okay
3: yeah, I came here to study really for six six months, and um, yeah, you know, I, I was introduced to my wife, and she was already living here since she's nine. It was we only date somebody who would agree to live here, and uh, I'm like, yeah, sure, I don't mind. My parents are like, really, what? And I was like, well, I don't miss Brooklyn. I do miss Manhattan. I love Manhattan. I love Midtown. Mm-hmm. I love up the Upper West Side, the Upper East Side. Uh, I don't miss Brooklyn. Um, so, so I was this you know, an
1: arranged marriage? Was it like one of
2: those no, things? No, no, no okay.
3: introduction. No, no, we don't. Do, 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 I was going to say, British I mean, marriage. you're
2: Jewish. You're yeah. not yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm
3: 40,
2: 40. No, I was talking to him. Yeah, like, right. What are you talking it's about? Arranged
1: marriage. Oh, okay. but, so I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm 49, man. I'll be 50 this year. That's crazy. I'm a, I'm half dead.
2: <laughs> oh, Don't talk like that. <laughs> so Dov, what is the appeal living there from like, being an entrepreneur, you can be in your room and on the phone or Zooming or anything like that. But then interacting, I just I have no idea or concept what it'd be like to live there.
3: Well, um, if you want to work eighteen hours a day, this is a great place to do it because in the morning you could work with New Zealand, Australia, then move on to Beijing, and then you know uh, South Africa and Europe, and then the UK. Um, I guess if you include them in Europe anymore uh, that's a hot topic now we'll stay away from it I guess uh, and then and then North America and and um, I do actually now have a client in Hawaii you know we're like 13 hours apart and it's just kind of the other side of the world so you guys can't do that in North America and it's pretty hard to do that anywhere else so there's uh, pretty specific time zones there's you know a little hair there where it works I think I think Finland is on the same time zone as, uh, as us I was talking to Peter Sandine who's also uh, you, you may know him uh, and uh, earlier today but um that's an advantage of the time zone i somehow don't think that's what you're asking about
1: though
2: yeah no i mean just the lifestyle a little bit for your kids and i mean there's a burgeoning uh, there's a, a burgeoning
1: like entrepreneurially speaking isn't it i mean israel's kind of the hotbed no for uh for entrepreneurial endeavors yeah, yeah. and so on like tel aviv and haifa and of yeah. course you know some of the cities there so it's, it's pretty, uh, I would there, think it's probably entrepreneur friendly.
3: Absolutely. No, there's, uh, it's, um, there are more startups in Israel than anywhere else in the world outside um, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh, at least, I mean, I believe that's still true. Uh, at some point, I also think this is still true. There were more Israeli companies listed on NASDAQ than any other country in the world outside the United States. Wow. Very entrepreneurial. I used to spend a lot of time running around the country here trying to get clients. Uh, I used to lead a CEO peer advisory group uh, with CEOs of between 10 and $150 million in sales. Uh, that went okay. It was a, a real struggle. Um, I managed to get through to a lot of the CEOs, get them on the phone, cold calling them, managed to get meetings with many of them. But back then, I didn't really understand how to sell my expertise. So it was an awful lot of work for very little return, although I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of those lessons are you know kind of what i what I bring to the table today so um, great oh it 's a great lifestyle it 's a small country' so a little you know sometimes it 's a little crowded like you don 't have the massive space that you have uh, out in California and the rest of the United States and many other countries but great people, great food, everybody who comes here they always com- compliment or comment on how fresh the uh, the food is and, mm-hmm. and how how rich and tasty it is. Uh, great historical sites, like like you don 't get anywhere else uh literally yeah um, lowest point on earth <laughs> that 's the dead Sea yeah um, and uh yeah and and really good people yeah good energy it's nice. it's not like what you see on 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 the news although. You know, from time to time, we do we do have to deal with the type of uh, showers that you don't get in the U.S. Uh, coming over from Gaza. Yeah, but, uh,
1: missiles and bullets and those sort of showers. Yeah, that's... Uh, exactly. Yikes. But right, so let, let's... let um, Okay. No, awesome, because, you know, I don't think we've had anybody, anybody on the show who lives in Israel, people, I think, who have been there and then came to the, you know, immigrated to the, to the United States and so on. So it's just, it's interesting because, as you said, just from an entrepreneurial perspective, there's so many of the Israeli companies being listed on the on the exchanges and so on because I, I know it's a hotbed for that entrepreneurial culture. So I would venture to guess that's probably helped you uh, in in some regard. Although it doesn't sound like you're limited, obviously, to the clients that you work with being just in that area. You work with people across the globe. But let's let, let's talk about in terms of building that scalable and, and sustainable and 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 well, just profitable, consistent, consistent business where you have. That lead flow and, and, and working with people that you so much enjoy working with, how, how do you do that? I mean, because there's, you know, and, and I guess for lack, uh, let's just use the term coach and consultant interchangeably here, only because there's a lot of folks who, you know, are doing similar things just on a different scale. But I think a lot of the principles still hold true in terms of what it is that you teach, and how you get people to their desired results. So let's take people through, like in an ideal, like if you could paint it up in the most idyllic way, in terms of like this is, if my client did everything that I taught them how to do, this is what their business would look like. Let's let's create that mm, sort of nirvanic type picture first, in terms of if they followed every step you taught them how to do, what would their business look like?
3: Um, number one, they'd be going after the types of clients they really want. Uh, a lot of people are not going after the clients that they really want because they think, well, I really want to work with these types of, uh, CEOs or entrepreneurs or business owners or, or whatever type of client. And they think, but I don't know how to reach them. I don't know how to get to them or why would they want to work with me? You know, that, that all those types of second guessing and self doubt. And, uh, the problem is if you wake up in the morning and you're not going after what you really want, but instead you're settling for what you think you can have, you're already defeated. You just defeated before anything else. And we don't even think about it. Uh, most people, we don't realize that I'm getting up in the morning and I'm defeated before I even go to work simply because I'm not going after what I really want. So the first thing is that you'll, you'll go, you'll, you'll be going after the clients you really want and you'll be getting them. Not every time and not, you know, we always want more and more. Right. But like, there's that uh, consistency, which is the second thing. But
1: doesn't thing. Uh, hold on. So doesn't that doesn't that require you to have clarity on on yeah. who that is, right? Like how Absolutely. how do you even define like to even get to that point? Like how, how do you even define
2: your avatar? Who,
1: yeah, who that is for you.
3: All right. So let let, how about, let, let me sh- let me share some thinking. All right. Uh, sure. Let's take a step back because this this is again is like you know uh, to me mastery and and you know is it, about um, it's understanding. Um, the the thinking and 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 the skills until you can actually see patterns and underlying structures that other people can not see and it becomes clear and obvious for you. That's mastery. If you mastered piano, you mastered chess, you mastered heart surgery, you mastered marketing, you're able to see things that most people can't see. So maybe if I just lay the groundwork with, with a few a, a few um, ways I think about this, mm-hmm. then and that I think people will find that really valuable. So the 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 thing is this, you know, the avatar exercise. It's important. There's a role for it. But most people, they've been led down this avatar exercise that never ends. You've got to think about who your ideal client is. Who's the avatar of your ideal client? And they get stuck talking about forty-five, you know, 35 to 55 um, you know, married with two kids and a, and a dog and a cat. And, 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 and it goes on and on. At the end of the day, it's not very useful. At the end of the day, like, okay, now what? I still don't know what to say. I still don't know what to do. I've had cli- uh, clients come to me, and I have one particular in mind. Uh, who, he spent $10,000 with some consultant who took him through a two-day avatar exercise, and at the end, he didn't know what to do. Like, Now what? What do I do with this? Mm. Right? And this, to me, is an overcomplication of something that is fundamentally really simple. To me, if you want to get ideal clients coming to you, then you have to understand that for all the talk about marketing funnels, for all the talk about, you know, the the very simple or complex marketing flows and systems. It all boils down to three things. The job of your marketing is to lead your ideal client to answer yes to three questions in order. And if you're, if you're going to lead your ideal client to answer yes, then yes, then yes, you've got a new client period. And it doesn't matter if they're a total stranger at the beginning, they'll be happy to pay you at the end. And what are the three questions? The three questions are this first question when they come across your, um, your, you know, your message, however it is, whether they hear you on a podcast, whether uh, you speak at a conference, whether you're running a Facebook ad, a LinkedIn post, whatever it might be, every tactic could work and every tactic could fail. So we need to understand when it works, why does it work? When it fails, why does it fail? When it works, because you're following this, this process. You're working together with the brain, the immovable psychology of your ideal client. Right. And that means the first question is, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? Right? First question, you come across an ad, you come across, our brain is asking, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? If your brain concludes, yes, it's interesting, then instantly you have question number two. Okay. You got me interested, but who are you? Can I trust you? Are you for real? Right? Uh, Are you, you actually care about me? Do you know your stuff or are you just trying to sell me something? So second job of your marketing funnel, second job of your marketing system is to lead your ideal client to conclude, yes, I can trust you. You, 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 know, you. you know your stuff, that's clear, and you actually seem to care. Instantly, they have a third question, which is, okay, you got me interested. I see I can trust you. Is what you recommend right for me? Is what you recommend right for me? And that's the final job of your marketing and now selling system. And it doesn't matter if it's one-to-many like a sales letter or a webinar or one-to-one that is in a sales conversation. The last question is, is what you recommend right for me? And you need to package, present your expertise in a way and lead the sales conversation. We call it the elegant sales conversation in a way that leads them to feel that, uh, yes, what you recommend is right for me. So that's the framework, first of all. And anything that anybody's doing when it comes to marketing or selling their expertise is going to fit into one of those buckets. And the problem is that, if you're good at what you do and you care, uh, you're just not a natural marketer or salesperson. And you wake up in the morning and there's a, a line around the block of tactical, method-specific experts. Everyone's saying, got to do this, got to do that, and got to do that. And you're totally overwhelmed. And and, and 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 we tend to ask the wrong question. We tend to ask, well, what's working or what should I do? And the answers completely overwhelm us, right, because everybody's got a different answer. And they all could work and they all could fail. So what happens is, you know, we we start – um, we start doing something. We start, you know, we make some progress and we hit a wall and then we hit the wall and you start to wonder, you fall. I, I call it the, the clutches of the three doubts. You know, the first is, am I doing the right thing? Cause you're not sure. And you don't know who to turn to. Am I doing it right? Number two. And number three is why isn't it working for me? Will it ever work for me? And then when you hit the wall and you fall into the clutches of the three doubts, we bounce off like the Roomba vacuum cleaner hits the wall and then bounces off in another direction and what's the direction we figure i must not know enough i must not know enough so we go off looking for another book another course another training program and so on and then we end up like you know going around the room so to speak but never breaking through the wall never getting out of the outside. number one is you do know enough you just and this, this is my view my view is that that almost everybody in that situation you know enough you got to understand that what you're missing is a deep understanding of the things you already know, the mastery. You've got to understand the thinking uh, at, at a deeper level. For example, everybody knows you need a marketing funnel. But if you ask most people, what's the purpose of a marketing funnel? What do they say? They say, well, it's to fill your pipeline. It's to close deals. It's to get sales. Okay, now what do I do? Um, well, and that's where we end up going all around. We got all, but once you understand what we just explained, we understand that, well, no, the real purpose of a marketing funnel is to help your ideal client answer yes and then yes and then yes. Now I know what to do. All I need to do is find one thing that that leads that helps me get in, my, in front of my ideal client so they have a chance to answer yes to the first question. Yes, it's interesting. And then yes, I can trust you. And then yes, what you recommend is right for me. At any given point, we can see where we're breaking down. Where is my process breaking down? And I could rather quickly figure out, okay, what do I need? how do I fix this piece? And instead of being overwhelmed, it gives us focus. So this is just a, a taste of how I approach this and how I think about it. And this is what I've been doing is really kind of helping people build a simple, repeatable marketing and selling system where you can, you know, identify ideal clients. I mean, I, t- I covered a lot now. I was probably talking too much. But um, but I figure Steve knows how to interrupt when he wants to. So
1: Yeah, I, and, and I can and I would have if it wasn't so damn interesting. I mean, because, you know, <laughs> reality is, is what you're describing here is – if and of course, if we're talking about reinventing mastery as it relates to uh, business and coaching and consulting and filling, you know, getting like, clients consistently, getting clients consistently and seamlessly and profitably and predictably, then this is completely on point because I don't, you know, off the top of my head, you know, I'm trying to think like even if, if I can answer those questions and so far as does our, you know, does our marketing do that as you've described it in in an effective way. Uh, And I'm not even sure that we're doing as good a job as we possibly can. So correct me if I'm wrong here. But this is this is both for the online world, as well as it would be for any sort of in person type conversation, or getting your foot in the door, or, you know, opening up a negotiation, etc. How, or i don't want to put you know words in your mouth here, so is this in fact the same sort of process you would go through if you were meeting someone in in person how How do the two Absolutely, relate and what yeah. are the differences
3: well um the only difference is, is more of the tactical level, but the strategic the foundational thinking is that the the way I see this is that these are basic questions these are underlying structure they're they're like they're physically in our brains we cannot Nobody is, it, one of the reasons sales breaks down is because I'm trying to get you to answer yes to question number three is what you recommend right for me. Sure, Steve, this is going to be good. You know, Steve, you really need this. This is, this is going to be perfect for you. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. What's actually going on that leaves you to feel like, okay, I want to back out of here. I don't want to be here anymore, right? What's actually going on is that I'm trying to get you to answer yes to question number three. Yeah, that's right for you. Know, what you recommend is right for me but you don't yet know if you trust me and you don't even know, you may not even know if it's interesting to you mm-hmm. because, because I haven't, uh, I haven't met you where you are. And th- this is the thing, right? The good news is that there are only two things that anybody's interested in because we could start to wonder, well, how do I, how do I know what my ideal client is interested in?
1: Mm-hmm. How do I know?
3: And I could spend a few, few minutes uh, going into that. Should I?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that'd be very helpful for folks for
3: sure. All right. So, so here's the thing, right? You know, there's a difference between attention and interest. So a lot of things will get your attention. You know, if, if I send you a YouTube video of two dogs eating with a fork and a knife, if you haven't seen it yet, it'll get your attention and then you go back to what you're doing. Right. Did you see that one? If not, I'll send it to you. No, I
1: haven't seen a dog right. eating with a fork and a knife. I don't know how. Right. Oh, I know how because I actually have a life and I don't spend time watching dogs eating with forks and knives. So oh, that's right.
3: Yes. Sorry. Uh, but right. no, anyway. but please do. <laughs> yeah, I have to go have to go find it because yes. someone sent it to me years ago and it's just stuck in my head. Uh-huh. So I, it gets your attention and then you go back to what you were doing. If if there's a tragic event in the news, so, you know, you'll hear about it and it'll get your attention for whatever period of time and you go back to what you're doing. When something gets you interested, you change your plans. Mm-hmm. For example, if you and I if we're, if were at a conference and we're walking past the exhibitors, the sponsors, right? So we'll look at the signs and then, you know, it's getting our attention. But then one booth, there's a sign there and it gets our interest. And, and you say to me, hey, Doe, let's go check out that one. And then we veer off our plans. We were heading straight this way. We change our plans and head that way. That's what we're trying to do in our marketing and sales as the, as the very first thing is so we've got to get people to change their plans and head in our direction. And in order to do that, you've got to, you know, the, the question their brain is constantly asking is, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? The good news is that only two things Get our attention and our interest. A lot of things will get your attention: a loud noise, until you have realized that it was nothing. It's just your kid dropping something on the floor, uh, or the dog dropping something on the floor, um, knocking something on the floor. So, and, and then you go back to what you were doing. The only two things that get interest as well are if you talk about a problem they have and don't want, and/or a result they want and don't have. Now, that particular framing has been a light bulb moment. For tens of thousands of people so far, it's even been ripped off by somebody who's much well, better, well-known right, than so I you, am.
1: you have to say that a little <laughs> bit slower and I will. do it one more time. So a problem-
3: Two things. Yeah. The only two things that anybody's interested in, and that is if you talk about a problem they have and don't want, you'll what get would their be
1: interest. What would be an example of a problem they have and
3: don't want? All right, good. So, um, and the other one is a result they want and don't have. So- Let's say you know I'm I'm thinking of a uh, uh, a number of clients and I'll give you some very specific examples from clients that we've helped with messaging. By the way, um, I, I, I hope it's okay. I'm just going to f- mention is that I have a a uh, a manual that goes through this and a lot of other things uh, in uh, really clearly, and we're not going to get to it all. Can I just give a link? where yeah, we'll do sure. that.
1: We'll, we'll do that at the end, so we'll give you that opportunity okay, right, right before so, we close out. So because I,
3: I I I put that uh, together. Yeah, Fine. please. Um, we used to sell it for $97 for five years, so we'll give it away free. Sweet. Um, an example, I'm a leadership consultant. That's one. Or I help companies solve the problems they have with that employee who's to valuable fire. That's same person, right? Or m- my client and their competitor really, right? So competitors like, you know, I'm a leadership consultant. Imagine these two are introduced to a, a potential client, CEO of a billion dollar company and the, the, the CEO definitely, there's need for leadership consulting in, in the company somewhere, for sure. But, you know, if, if and they're at some event, CEOs being very polite, what do you do? I'm a leadership consultant. I help companies with engagement, uh, with team building, development, and all that. The kind of thing that that uh, everybody says. Sounds like everybody else. Mm-hmm. For, then it turns to my client, what do you do? I help companies solve the problems they have with that employee who's too valuable to fire. And, well, really, that's interesting tell me more. Mm. What has she done? What she's done is she has instantly differentiated herself, instantly got the attention and interest of the client. Not only can you hear the difference, but you could feel the difference.
1: So say that again. So this, so this person who does ostensibly the same thing comes in and says, hey, what do you do? And the answer
3: was? I help companies solve the problems they have with that employee who's too valuable to fire. Mm. Okay. Now, where did this come from? Because I, I said to her, I said, make a list of the problems you help solve, the results you can enable. And I'm looking for specifics. And there, there's an aspect to this that lots of people resist. We can go into that in a minute. I'm looking for specifics. And I went down that list and I spotted this, and like, that, yeah, you could build a business on that. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, you, know, you could feel the difference, right? You can feel the difference. And the, the, the main distinction, the main reason why you feel it is because it's a specific problem. And what that communicates instantly is you get me. You understand me. And Steve, I, you know, I, I know you've been a student of direct marketing for many years, as, as have I. Uh, I Maybe Mary, I don't know you as well. But um, we've all heard the old quote. I forget who it was. It's, I never read the book, but I, we've heard the quote, right? Good a good ad, A good advertisement enters the conversation going on in the mind of the customer, right? You've heard that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, okay. <laughs> so I've, I've, you know, it's, it's a classic, that. classic, classic. Good ad enters the conversation. And, and I was reflecting on this many years ago. I'm thinking, all right, well, what's the conversation going on in the mind of, of anybody? You know, mm-hmm. well, I could enter my own mind and what am I thinking about? And I realize all I think about is a problem I have and don't want or a result I want and don't have. That's pretty much all I'm thinking about. Under result, you can also say an experience I want and don't have, a change mm-hmm. I want and don't have. But that's what anybody's thinking about. Okay. So I need to enter the conversation. If I want to get their attention and interest, if I want to end to answer yes, that is interesting. That Facebook ad is interesting. Or that talk is interesting. Or that introduction made in person, introduction made was made in a way that got me interested because of what the referrer said, because we taught them how to say it, what to say. Well, that means they've got to be talking about a problem I have and don't want, a result I want and don't have. Um Another example, right? Life coach. Let's so, use
1: – here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a little more practical and a little more selfish. So let's, let's use the example of the New Media Summit, right, okay. which is the event where we bring in 40 top podcasters and we give 150 okay. attendees the opportunity to meet them and pitch them and literally get booked on the spot. So what, what – in, in your way I've of heard thinking – things about it, by the way. Thank you for that. So in, in your way of thinking, and, and maybe we're not thinking about this the right way, so leveraging that framework – what is the problem that they have that they don't want, or the result that they want that they don't have, as it relates to the messaging that we would come forth to say, "Hey, this is an event you need to be at." Do you know? You know what I'm asking you?
3: Yeah, well, I'm going to ask you that. I mean, you tell me. Uh, uh, I I can only guess what it is, but you know your market, and and uh, honestly, your 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 my understanding is you've been selling out, right? So yeah. Yeah. So you're doing a good job. On some, somehow you're doing a good job. I'm guessing... In as spite outsider, of ourselves,
1: I think we're doing right? a good job. <laughs> we're going to be doing better. Yeah, right.
3: exactly. Yeah. Well, what problem do you think people are coming for? I, I imagine it has something to do with the fact they're looking for more exposure. They're looking to learn how to present their expertise in a way that can give them... Uh, more exposure and, and leads and perhaps mm-hmm. grow their list, whatever it might be. Uh, I imagine that's what you're looking for. And I imagine, and, and I, w- I would test this. Like I never come at, at any market thinking that I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'd be a fool to think I know. My own clients, I'm constantly listening. Uh, if there's one thing I'm really good at, it's probably listening. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's a combination so. of uh, of people feeling invisible Right. Just feeling like they're kind of the world's best kept secret, so to speak. And, you know, they've got this great expertise, but not enough people know who they are. So they need more visibility and they're they're struggling with with leads and revenue. So they feel like getting booked on shows is kind of the, the magic bullet, the silver bullet, if you will, that will help them get more visibility fast, which will generate leads, which will generate revenue.
2: And the networking.
1: And the relationships. Yeah, relationships yeah, absolutely. for sure. It's kind of a byproduct, I think, in terms of like using Dove, uh, you know. With uh, your
2: formula, yes. this The networking is definitely a byproduct and that's yeah. what creates so much hype for yeah. that event is because people are like, bonus. Yeah. I get to meet all these people.
3: Yeah, exactly. So. Um, well, so. Yeah. I, I, is there do you do any training with them on on presenting their ideas and so on is that part of it as well
1: For sure we do we do four pre-event training sessions to get people ready to take full advantage of the opportunity that they're going to have to connect with these podcasters and to give them the best opportunity to get uh, you know during their pitch to get booked on as many shows as possible for
3: sure So, um, so um, it it all sounds pretty spot on to me. Do do you is is there? Do you feel like there's something missing here? I just
1: I just wonder. Like I like the way you framed what you said about your client, and I'm just wondering if there's a little bit of a different frame that we could use, just based on your you know just in terms of how you worded it uh, for your client who helps with those you know difficult employees and or not difficult but you know valuable employees that they want to keep. It just I, I. I liked your approach to that. I was just wondering again, we're so close to it. It's so hard sometimes to come up with that messaging um,
3: i I would say that, that you know I, if we keep talking for a longer period of time, we can pro- probably find ways to improve but i I, I think well, in we in have six minutes You're further
1: <laughs> we have we have oh, six well. minutes,
3: yes, All so right. well we. So we won't um, get to the bottom of it then
1: in this particular moment. But if things come to mind, you know how to reach me. As a matter of fact, I'm part of a mastermind uh, called the uh, Joint Mentor Mastermind that you might want to consider being a part of there. To, uh, Smart like. ally. Yeah. You yeah, know I'm what, gonna, though?
2: Let me interject on your behalf, your Steve. Double your membership fee. What? Yeah, right. Thanks. The uh, <laughs> result that they don't, they want. They want and don't have. They don't have, but they, they don't realize the problem they may have that they don't want. So it's kind of a dual thing because they don't, they think they, they've got their idea. They love the concept of the podcasting and learning, or maybe just coming in to be on other people's podcasts. They have to learn how to pitch. So I think the training is crucial because they all talk about that. Um, but they, they, many of them leave or say during the event or after the event, I didn't realize that I wanted to do podcasting and and expand that marketing portion of my business, so that would be something I think would be really helpful to somehow put in the conversation or the ad in their head.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Look, um, I the feeling I get is you you have a pretty. Uh, good finger on the pulse of of your target market for this i mean that's uh you've had people coming you've had people coming back again from what i understand Mm -hmm. you know and and uh uh you're you're booked out um uh, if we you know if we were to sit down and figure out how could you make it better i don't i I would want to understand really like better for what like where specifically do you want to sharpen this message how would you be using it to accomplish what and then it's a matter of I think really having some real conversations with attendees mm-hmm. past and people who've signed up for a future, mm-hmm. uh, and and asking these you know questions about what what is what is the problem that you think this will help you solve? What result will this enable? You literally just ask that question, listen to the answers, peel off some layers, right? So yeah. you know when when people they say, "Well, I'm looking to get booked," um, okay, and what do you believe will enable you to get booked? What do you believe? Is making it difficult to get booked. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I've emailed these hosts and I don't get any response. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That might be it. Right. So, and now they're going to be in the room. It'll be a lot harder to ignore me. Right. <laughs> so that might be it. You know. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I would bet that you're going to hear a number of different angles from different people. Yeah. And you find different ways of using that. Um, it, you know, as part of your marketing. And and if you're sending out a number of different uh, messages or over time, you, you mentioned the podcast or emails over time, you can highlight the different aspects of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the point is well taken. Obviously, I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit. We haven't had a chance to, to really dig in on this. But, you know, the, the, the and focus... And you're asking to
3: make something at 90%, like, you know, up to 95%.
1: Well, but yeah, I mean, true. but at the same yeah. token, isn't that kind of what we're talking about here? Right? I mean, in terms of Mastery, right? And and those five or ten percentage points, for a lot of businesses, if if you're working on a twenty percent margin or a thirty percent margin or whatever it is, I mean, just using those raw numbers there. If we're talking about a five percent hit or a ten percent bump, I mean, it's like that could make the difference between having a business that truly throws off a a, you know a tremendous amount of cash for you, or you know, just kind of does okay.
3: Absolutely. Uh, The thing the thing is, and that's what I was alluding to, was that I'm really good at, at 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 doing like a, a good 15 20 thirty minute um, messaging exercise and coming up with something really good yeah uh, when somebody is, is starting with something that's not yet really good but when you're starting with something that's already quite really good ninety mm-hmm. percent or so yeah now you're start now you need to take a much closer look well
1: that's the good to great you know theory yeah. right yeah. and ultimately that is the the biggest differentiator between companies that really uh, thrive and are and are scalable and sustainable with those that continually fight the the battle of survival, so to speak. So, let, let me do this. I, I know you wanted to give folks the opportunity to get. Uh, well, why don't you describe what it is and let's just point them in the right direction.
3: Well, I just, I, you know, I I I know that people um, there'd be no way to really share the whole ideas, everything that we started talking about. Sure. So, um, uh. I have a a manual called How to Systematically and Consistently Attract First-Rate Clients. And I I wrote it to sell. So there's like zero fluff in this. I sold it for five years for $97, giving away for free now. Mm -hmm. And um, anybody hearing this can get it at dovegordon.net forward slash reinvention, I think it is. Okay, so DOV... dot net forward slash reinvention. Yeah. From Reinvention Radio.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Really appreciate you making that available. Of course, we encourage as many of you uh, as, as, as humanly possible here to get over and grab that because uh, you know I've I've had the privilege of of being in your mastermind like I said uh, and I obviously talked about this a couple of times during our conversation here but I've had the privilege of being in that group uh, for a number of years now I don't even know how long uh, and has been invaluable to me in the last thirty seconds here uh, any any final words of wisdom or anything you want to impart my friend
3: last thirty seconds final words of wisdom I would just say um, that. If anyone listening is, if you're good at what you do, and what you want is great clients, um, great projects, great income consistently, um, you don't give up. You know, don't settle. Just decide yeah. what what you want, and decide you're going to go after it. And then just take the next small step towards it, whatever that is. And and, and you start a pattern. Yeah, um, appreciate it, to my friend. Up in the morning, settling.
1: Yeah, brother. All right. Doug Gordon, really appreciate you being Thanks. with us here on Reinvention Radio. For Mary Goulet, White Wade, Kelly Poker, Richie we will be back next week. I'm Steve Olsher. We'll talk to you guys really, really soon. Take care, everybody.
0: You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit ReinventionRadio.com. You were born to do one amazing thing, but most people spend a lifetime trying to identify what it is. If you're in a job you don't like or are unemployed, if you're in a state of transition or just can't shake that nagging feeling that you were meant and made to do something extraordinary, then the Reinvention Workshop is exactly what you need. Led by award-winning self-help author Steve Olsher, the Reinvention Workshop will forever change your life. The Reinvention Workshop takes you step-by-step step through Steve's proven formula that has helped so many people get on the right path and clear about what they were born to do. Take the first step to realizing the life you deserve and desire by visiting the ReinventionWorkshop.com today. No more delays. No more denial. Reconnect with your true self. Learn to live with purpose and conviction and become who you were born to be. The world is waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Log on to the ReinventionWorkshop.com today. That's the dot com.